Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Mario Cristobal Show. Joe Zagacki alongside my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr., and of course, University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal. Hurricanes score 70 points on opening day. That ties a record for most points in an opening game for the University of Miami. Seven rushing touchdowns. Tyler Van Dyke goes 13 for 16. 70 to 13 victory coach. Nice debut. Congratulations. Good to have a solid start to the season and certainly looking forward to building on some of that momentum. Coach, we're going to spend a lot of time on football, but I want to get right to the fact that the attendance, a lot of Hurricane fans showed up, a lot of people in the seats, and also the students were in full force too, and it makes a difference. I run through that smoke for the first time for the players and having everybody there, they feel the energy. It's huge, and and it's felt in the first third down for our opponent. That's when right. They jump off sides, right? And all of a sudden you buy yourself five yards right there, it could be a difference in the game. So without question, pulling up and seeing all the tailgaters out there and all the tents, that was a real eye opener. I know our players' eyes were wide open when they saw that. They brought a tremendous amount of juice and energy and really thankful for that. Of course, you know, it's college athletics along those lines. When those students are there, that place really gets going. They're the best. They really are. They bring it. Uh, they have, they really have a good time. I mean, yeah. I, they show me videos after the fact. I mean, they know how to conduct themselves at a game and bring juice and energy. Um, and after the game, I want to make a point to stop by there and, and thank them and see them for a little bit. But I'll make sure to walk around campus this week and thank as many as I, I can see and, and also make sure to invite them to be there this Saturday. Coach, I think the number 74 players got to play in that ball game. The importance of after, after 22 guys, you know, from 50 to 74 or from 44 to 74, the importance of having that number. Well, you know, our, our, our mentors here, our coaches, the guys that we played for, they often told us, right, your roster is often measured from player 23 to 44, and then also what your service teams look like, your scout teams, right? Because everybody has some pretty good frontline players, but who's competing with those guys to become frontline players? Because some of them are gonna be battling for their positions or splitting time with those guys, and who's preparing those guys, right? And that's where our team, we're working really hard at developing those, those positions, and also just creating a really strong influx of elite talent to make that better. So it was great to see so many guys get their first, you know, plays as a collegiate um, athlete. And a lot of guys that had to play just a little bit get extensive playing time. That helps our team get better, builds confidence and gains us experience. Coach, you run for 300 yards. You have a 100 yard rusher in Henry Parrish, no sacks. Your offensive line looked like they did a pretty darn good job. Mm -hmm. They sure did. They, uh, Coach Mirabal did an unbelievable job in preparing these guys with of course, the help of uh, Reggie Bain and uh, 
and Edwin Pata. Um, those guys really work hard at the details of preparing the meticulous details of the scout team, the cards, the alignments, the assignments, the techniques, the jerseys that they use. Did a great job simulating the looks that we would see from Bethune Cookman. And uh, our guys really, they felt like they had a, a really good feel for what they were going against, and it resulted in some really good line play. Coach defensively had three takeaways, three interceptions, including one pick six. You can, you'll take that every single week. We'll take that. Uh, we certainly recognize the, the need for improvement from a technical standpoint and fundamental standpoint. But it is, day, uh, it is game one. So we'll take that and learn from it. And we have to. There is no, you know, we don't sugarcoat anything. We, we have to get better. There were some really bright moments and other ones we need to make better. Yeah, a couple guys did flash, though, for you in the defensive side. Other than the interceptions, right, Mesidor. Akeem Mesidor comes in from West Virginia. And it didn't take long to see that he could be an impactful player for you. He's, uh, he was dominant on Saturday. He really was. Um, we talked about it earlier. Explosive, heavy-handed, relentless motor understands angles, leverages, how to defeat blocks, and can close on ball carriers, can close on quarterbacks, plays with a great motor, great engine, unselfish player. Really, uh, really excited about what he's bringing to the table. Coach, I saw something in that ball game from uh, Jared Harrison Hunt. Unfortunately, it was 28 yards down the field, but I saw a defensive tackle 28 yards down the field make a play. That's hustle. That, that right there, uh, Getting your team to be a team of full-speed players is the ultimate difference. If Let's put it this way. A team that just keeps coming is really hard to beat, right? That type of effort that Jared showed on that particular play, that's what we need from everybody all the time. And it's on tape right there. That right there changes a the game, right? Swings the momentum one way or the other. Uh, and certainly, again, and he, he played well, and we expect him to take another step this coming week. One of the things that jumped out to me, seven for seven on third down conversions on offense, that's staying on the field. Of course, we didn't see Lou Henley at all, but when you have a high conversion rate on third down, that's putting an awful lot of pressure on your opponent. Well, it helps that I think our longest third down was maybe a third and six or third and eight, if I'm not mistaken. The rest were fours and threes and twos. When you can live in that world, then your play call sheet is, is pretty vast, right? You've got a lot of different options, and you could keep a team off balance. So... Credit to our, our players for putting us in those down-and-distance situations, and credit to Coach Gaddis and the rest of the coaching staff for uh, just preparing us that if we were in those situations, that we're going to be able to convert and keep our offense, keep the sticks moving and keep our offense on the field until we punch it in. I don't know that people realize, but that tape and how valuable it is, every single rep on both sides of the ball and special teams for teaching moments. You, you go in there and spend countless hours reviewing it to come up with points to teach this team. Without a doubt, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the process doesn't stop. We always talk about as coaches and analysts and graduate assistants, you work to the game and you work through the game. You don't watch the game. You watch the game in the off season, right? Every, every, you have disciplined eyes that assess every part of the field and every position. So if there's a breakdown or there is something that we could take advantage of that that information quickly gets in the right, you know, ears because our headsets, we keep those waves clean now, you know? Only relative information. We don't need a, we don't need any broadcasters on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't need us on there. Right? <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> well, you know, in in the coaching industry, you'll find some Howard Cosells now. I mean, they'll they'll do some of that stuff. Yeah, you'll see that. So uh, they just it was a very uh, professional and organized game day operation, and that allowed us to, to operate at a high level. But you know, you, you pick up on that for a moment. 
it's your first game, not only at Miami, but you're surrounded by some guys that are coaching with you for, for the first time now. Coach Mirabal has been with you and Coach Salave, but there's some other guys that are working with you for the first time, and they're working with sure. some other guys for the first time. Sure, there's some kinks to work out. You saw we had some substitution errors that shouldn't have happened. We had 10 men on the field one time. That should never happen. Um, so those kind of things are, are things that they'll kill you. You know, if you don't get those things ironed out, and they should have been ironed out, they shouldn't happen. So, and we got to take ownership of that. There's no passing the buck on that. So, uh, we had done a really good job leading up to the game and did a good job for the most part in the game. Three or four instances where it's not good enough, and we'll get that fixed. Coach, your philosophy on how captains are chosen and then what you feel their responsibilities are of a captain, game and team? You know, they got to earn it now. Mm -hmm. You know, like this leadership council that we've established, it's not permanent. You know, you can add and you can also subtract. I mean, the standard is the standard and we're not going to lower those things. And by now, you know, our, we expect that everyone in the organization uh, has developed or will develop an intolerance for anything that doesn't uphold the standards of our culture. That's really important. You know, uh, we do things a certain way so we can play a certain way. And we're getting a lot of ground towards elevating those standards to a level that that we feel is what Miami deserves, what Miami needs. So. Uh, the captains are chosen uh, through their actions, um, both on and off the field, right? Accountability, I mean, transcends, you know, your, your playbook and the playing field. So, and we like to get guys involved, as many that deserve it, because you'd like to continue to groom leadership within the organization. But we also don't just hand it over to create change or create a new person in that role. Um, but so far, so good. We feel like we have, you know, a couple of handfuls of guys that have qualified as as captains for games and we look forward to seeing those guys go out there and be uh, instrumental in leading us coach a couple of things on offense uh, van dyke 13 for 16 number one he, i don't think he threw many foul balls he was <laughs> on the mark and maybe uh the most important catch i don't know we'll see but in terms of confidence redding gets that touchdown mm -hmm. and he has to fight for it Right, it's a good good pass, but he's got to fight for it. So that's got to help both Van Dyke and Redding, but especially Redding. Without a doubt, I think it was um, I think it was the one contested ball, right. right? The other ones were more thrown off of uh, you know whether it was a cushion, you know, or was a design shot play where we were able to grab the safety and you know clear out the uh, the deep corner or the over route. But yeah, that that right there is both for the quarterback, for the receiving core who. You know, we were very open about it now. We were on them hard because of the inconsistencies, but the last six or seven days, that thing started turning for the better, and look what shows up on game day. So um, I guess it comes down to this. Like, your practice and preparation is your game reality. We can't think for a second that we can kind of kind of practice and expect to have great results on game day. So, like, uh, tomorrow when we come in here for our meetings, our players, and we go out to practice, it is game day. You know, and if we could continue along those lines and understand that iron truly sharpens iron and just keep getting better and better and better, we'll be able to attain and achieve the goals that we've set for ourselves. Coach, as a staff, you manage special teams, and what an amazing performance. I mean, Keyshawn Smith, of course, but then Joe mentioned that with zero punts, but also the coverage. I, I watched the coverage teams and the intensity and, the, and really the collisions that take place, and people were sacrificing their body in it. You're creating, you're creating a, a competition to get on those teams, and that's very important. It really is, and you know, typically the DNA of your team is evident and showcased in your special teams, mm -hmm. and um, to your PAT block team. You know, I, those things, 
if if you're willing to compromise a play, to give up a play, then you're willing to hand over a championship to another team in your league. And that can never be the case. So we're getting better. We still, uh, we still want much more accountability and much more high-level play on special teams. And you saw it, it's deep into the game and still a lot of our starters are running down there and covering kicks. And that's the way it should be. While we get other guys reps so they can also you know, be very effective in those positions as well. Keyshawn, he hit that thing hard. I mean, he he was not bashful about catching it and going. Yes, really proud of him because that's a, you know how it is back there. When you catch that ball, 11 bodies are flying down there. They all want a piece of you. That's not exactly the most enviable position to be in. Being a kickoff return uh, specialist requires guts, instinct, uh, toughness, great vision. And he did. He saw it, and twice he put a foot in the ground, made one cut and was gone, and he changed the game. Our average field position on Saturday was a 47-yard line. And, you know, they were up 3 nothing, And that quickly, the momentum quickly turned when he hit that kickoff return and got us a ball in their territory, you know. So those things are momentum swings and allowed us to maintain the momentum of the game. Good to see Will Mallory get back on the field. He yes. worked through camp, and I know he was on a rep count, but... He's a difference maker. Oh, he's, he's as good as I've been around. He really is in every every way, shape, and form. So great to see him. I don't, I, I, he attacked his rehab like you want everybody to attack their rehab. And there was no slowing him down, no stopping him. And he was on a pitch count, and you knew it was going to happen. Once he got to his pitch count, he wanted to double the pitch count. <laughs> <That's> so, <good. laughs> yep, he's the right kind of guy. So really happy for him and happy for our team that, he is, uh, that he's healthy and out there because he certainly is a difference maker for our team and for our culture. When we come back on the Mario Cristobal Show, we'll talk about Southern Miss. That's straight ahead, coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, 12 o'clock kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium, Miami and Southern Miss. Southern Miss opened the season losing in overtime, four overtimes to Liberty. They come in with a bit of a bizarre situation. Their quarterback got knocked out in the second quarter, and they really were not comfortable with their backup quarterback, so they call it the superback. I guess Mason kind of like a wildcat. That includes Frank Gore Jr. Yes, sir. Well, Coach Hall is a guy that I know very, very well. And uh, I have tremendous respect for he's one of the better football minds I've ever been around. And if, if you dig deep into his time at the different stops he's been at, you see a ton of success, you know, at the championship level. And if you look into his season last year with the multiple injuries at quarterback, you're looking at, at a guy that's been able to run three different offenses <laughs> within a season. That is extremely difficult and still be effective, you know, on the ground, in the air, being able to run, you know, with a... Um, you know, old school pony, right? With the tight end, the two backs, and a quarterback, but jumping into the super back and then jumping into just a regular offense as well. Mixing and blending all those concepts, that is difficult to teach, right? You have to have just a really, really unique and airtight teaching progression. So, and they're really effective. Uh, they're big up front on the offensive line, they're disruptive on defense, they run multiple coverages, multiple looks, they blitz. They bring some type of pressure almost 50% of the time. They'll jump into the odd front, four down front, corner fire, sand blitz, nickel fire, 
cross blitz, double plugs, I mean, you name it, they do it. And, and what that makes it difficult is they really do a good job mixing up their coverages. Frank Gore Jr. last week against Liberty, 178 yards and two touchdowns, and he's unbelievable. I mean, he just runs his heart, runs like his father did. Yeah, there's a, well, no surprise there, but, you know, um, independent of, you know, of his, his father and everything, he's just a great football player. Yeah. Leads the country, I believe, in, in yards per game. And a lot of things make him great. His power and his speed obviously are, are parts of it, but the other part is his vision and his patience. Mm -hmm. Like he truly understands the blocking schemes. He understands the blocking schemes and the fronts that they're being run against because when a back can understand that and instincts could then take over, that makes a guy a dangerous player. That's why he's such a good football player. They have a very talented wide receiver, number one, Jason Brownlee, 6'3", 202 pounds. Goes up in the air, makes a lot of nice catches, very acrobatic receiver. He is he he catches a contested ball as well as we've seen on tape from anybody this year. And uh, he is obviously one of their go-to guys, but they have a lot of really good team speed. They've got a really good football team. You know, Liberty's a team that has won uh, in the last two seasons, I think 20 plus games. You know, we've we've watched them a lot. We studied a lot of people in the offseason, especially the last couple of years at the other place I was at. So we know that uh, Coach Hall has put together a good football team, and we're looking forward to a great opportunity on Saturday. What makes them dangerous also is they've got a big and experienced offensive line. And you talk about a quarterback that's very mobile, and then Frank Gore, I mean, Frank Gore Jr., it, it creates an issue if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, big physical. Um, they'll get in wing sets as well, old school power, A gap, counter. You know, uh, they'll run all kinds of different things off of that with motion, with the super back. Uh, some split zone, both strong and weak wide zone. I mean, they, they do it all. They make you prepare for everything. Now, I also see a lot of R's before their, their class. So you got a lot of redshirt juniors, a lot of redshirt seniors, and a nice safety. Malik Shorts probably could play for almost anybody. He's a nice looking safety. No doubt. They're, and they're long at corner as well. Very effective, experienced safeties. They have to be. To, to be able to run all the stuff that they run, you have to have some really, really sharp guys on the back end and guys that can play man coverage and at the same time be able to flip the switch and be able to understand the integrity of every zone call they have. Coach, this was a two-win team last year, but they had the number 42 defense overall in the nation. They've got talent there. It's just they ran into that. They actually played 11 quarterbacks. Like 11 guys took snaps last year for them. Without a doubt. And Coach Hall, he is building a great football program there. Um, tremendous amount of respect for them. We know they have good players, and um, you know we always tell our guys. You know, every team we face has really good football players, and the most important thing is that we are at our very best. We have a lot to work out, a lot to get better at, and tomorrow's practice. Buckle up, because that's where it's going to be on Green Tree, right? Yeah. And whatever we do on Green Tree will translate to you know, Hard Rock and anywhere else we got to go. So that's our focus. I want to bounce back to Hard Rock for a moment, where we started the show with the fans and such. Hard Rock Stadium, in a couple of years, Hard Rock Stadium, I think a lot of kids dream about playing in a stadium where there's going to be a Super Bowl. In a couple of years, that stadium is going to have the Orange Bowl, the National Championship game, the Super Bowl, and the World Cup all in the same year. And uh, it's a very nice home, isn't it, for the University of Miami. And, and I think a lot of kids, you know, high school level, I think, man, that's a beautiful place to go to. No doubt. And I, I didn't know what to expect. I've been away for a long time, yeah. you know, and so I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, you always hear uh, recruiting circles where people try to take shots and pick. And then I go over there and I say, whoa. 
and then you just just go to the facts, right? Whenever there's any discussions, go to the facts. You just mention what it's what this hosts in terms of, you know, just national championship, Super Bowls, the caliber of events that are hosted here. Um, really, it's a venue that's second to none, and we get to make that our home stadium. That's an unbelievable opportunity and one that we don't take for granted. And uh, we're proud of it. Uh, certainly, it gets loud in there. I mean, our fans made that obvious. Looking forward to seeing them get in there again and make it a great environment. By the way, speaking of home field advantage, when you were at Oregon, you won your home games. I mean, you won a lot of games, period. But you made sure you won your home games. I know that's what you want to have here. Yes, sir. We went, I think it was 22 or 23 and 1. Uh, we lost uh, a game in overtime, uh, which hurt terribly. But, you know, home, it's got to. You know, whenever you play football, it's got to mean more to you than the guys on the other side of the field. And it can't be more evident and it can't show more strongly than when you're in your home stadium. So certainly it's of tremendous importance to us. Technicality coach, how do you, how do you grade the players? I mean, under, under what categories do you give them grades? Performance, mm -hmm. technique, and effort, you know, with your assignments in there as well. Because, you know, we... Um, we talk about being one and know all the time and how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, if you executed your assignment, but your technique wasn't very good because maybe at that particular instance, you were playing against a player that you were had more talent than, and it probably wouldn't have worked against a player that had equal talent. Well, you know what? It's not good enough. If it's not good enough, if it costs you a game and you lose, it shouldn't be good enough if you got away with it and you win. So for us, we always want to assess where we're at, right? Every single time you step out there, it's like, let's go find out. Let's go find out where we're at in all those aspects, technique, fundamentals, assignments, and performance. And so it gives us a chance to assess our team and our team against certain things, right? Some guys are better in coverage than others. Some guys are better against a run than others. Some guys are better pass protectors than others. It gives you a holistic approach to assessment, right? So that way you can create your best rotations and put your best players on the field as it relates to your opponent. Didn't want to mention before we go because I think it was a huge thrill for some of your guys. Davon Perry scored a touchdown. Walden scored a touchdown. Those guys are, are walk-ons that work really hard. Then scholarship players, Jay Garcia got in there. Skinner made a nice catch. I'll probably forget somebody. Stanley, Stanley got in there. Nigel Kelly got in there. But some of those kids uh, had to have the biggest radiant smile. Uh, getting an opportunity to play like that. Well, you know what? They, they earned the opportunity. The, the game and the way it went dictated that those opportunities were going to be available. But if they hadn't earned them, we wouldn't have placed them in there. You know, and I know Stanley just got here, but he's a guy that we expect is going to help us. So we had to get him in there. He hasn't had time to prove uh, that. But what we saw on tape and his willingness to take a chance at coming to Miami as a guy that has had a good career, we felt he deserved that opportunity as well. But credit to the guys up front as well that got in there, you know, Inez Cooper, right? Yeah. Oos, I mean, Jonathan Dennis was in there. Um, Chris Washington did a great yeah. job. Matthew McCoy, mm -hmm. you know, did a great job. We had a lot of guys that did a really, really good job and, and proud of those guys because we never broke stride, you know? And um, now, and we were supposed to do that, you know? So that game, it's been assessed, graded, been put away yesterday. We jumped on to the next opponent. And every ounce of focus has been placed on us and Southern Miss. Okay, we look forward to a great one on Saturday against Southern Miss, 12 o'clock. Want to see a lot of fans there. Get all riled up when you come out of that smoke and ready to go and force uh, Southern Miss into some penalties. 
Yes, sir. We'll make sure the smoke goes before we come out this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, guys. Go All Kids. Right. That's University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal, and we will continue on the show right after this. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.